Do you ever have problems getting referrals from current clients or from other centers of influence? Getting referrals, you usually hear is like one of the best types of new business you can get. And I agree with that. But I also know that most insurance agents struggle at getting referrals. That's what we're going to be talking about today. How to get more referral business. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht. I am the host, and I am so happy to be in your earbuds. Are you excited about the insurance business? I hope so. I'm excited about the insurance business. I'm excited that you're actually here listening. Today might not be a very long um, podcast episode, but it's also going to be a fairly important podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of referrals and how to get them. Now, Here's a bit of a disclaimer. I, back when I was a producer for the 10 years or so, wasn't very good at getting referrals. And it was also because the type of business that I was going after really wasn't sort of a referral-centric type of industry, okay? I did mostly construction, and I did janitorial um, accounts. Those were kind of like my two main thing. And those tend to not be industries that give you lots of referrals. In other words, a plumbing subcontractor is not going to typically refer you into another plumbing subcontractor. That's his competition. Not going to happen. Um, contractors usually aren't referring other contractors unless they know of somebody who's really kind of struggling. So that's just one of the things that tends to happen there. And again, janitorial contractors usually don't refer you into their competition. So that particular, uh, it, that was the issue when I went after those two classes of business. But I also had times in which I did get referrals and was able to, for the most part, I think, translate those into current clients. So it can work, whatever your industry is. But I also know that some industries are much more conducive to getting referrals rather than others. For example, anything that has to do with social services or an industry that really helps one another, if you will, and isn't really competitive against one another, those tend to be very, very good industries when you're trying to get referrals. In fact, when you're trying to determine what type of a micro niche you want to go after, if referral business from other clients as well as centers of influence is important to you, then that type of um, industry is going to probably be very important to you if getting referral business is important. I know of one insurance agent, she does group homes, nursing homes, group homes, things like that. 
Very substantial book of business, well over $3 million of annualized revenue last I heard about a year and a half or two ago. And she was to the point where she you know, wrote so many that she just got referrals into group homes all the time. Like on one group home would refer her into another group home. And she was writing a ton of that business, very large, sizable accounts. Um, it can work really, really well. Same thing goes with social services. They're trying to help one another, and so they will usually refer other people in to you if they feel like you could help them. So the choice of your industry, your micro niche, if referrals is important to you, then choose wisely. I have um, one client. He has a very large, substantial book of business. His focus is on centers of influence, bankers, mortgage lenders, uh, things like that. And so he's really focused on getting referral business. He's not even so much concerned about the industry, really, just maintaining the relationship with these centers of influence. So there are lots of different ways in which to prospect. Today, very quickly, I'm going to be going over a little bit of a referral process that you might want to utilize in order order to get some referrals. Okay. And, you know, as mentioned, this isn't necessarily something that I have utilized very much back when I was a broker. It's something that I've heard a lot of other agents out there using. And frankly, it just kind of makes sense. Um, I've added some things in that I know are fairly helpful. So here we go. First and foremost, if you're not willing to ask for a referral, don't expect to get a referral, right? You got to hashtag ask for the sale. You got to ask for the business. You got to ask for what you want. If you're not willing to ask, you do not receive. You do not receive what you do not ask for. That's basically what um, referral 101 is all about. doesn't matter if you're talking to a current client or you're talking to a center of influence. You're going to have to get around to actually asking for what you want. But I want to also tell you when it comes to asking for referrals, you got to be careful what you ask for. Because if you ask a current client for a referral and your current client gives you something, well, you better follow up with it, period. Otherwise, you're going to make, make that client very upset. Uh, they're wasting their time you know, giving you referrals and you're not actually like, writing it, especially if it's somebody that they know. Like, you know, if you're, you're, you got Bob the contractor, Bob says, you know what, I can't really think of anybody right now, but. My sister Susie is starting a, um, a crochet business and she could probably use some insurance. Like that's probably not going to be a very good prospect for you going forward, but now you ask for it. And so you're going to have to follow up with, with Susie and make sure she's taken care of, whether you do it or you refer her out to somebody else. But that's kind of the first thing is that you have to be willing to ask your client. Okay. And that really kind of gets down to the first thing. How do you how, what, like, how do you say it to a prospect or, or to a rather a current client or a center of influence? And even just a parenthesis, if you go through a quoting process with someone, for example, and they say no, I would still ask for a referral from others. Like if you did a good job and they just willingly just chose to go with somebody else, uh, many times they are willing to give you a referral at that time because they said no to you going forward. So they they are usually more willing to refer you into somebody else, give you a referral, uh, even if they chose not to go with you, okay? Just saying. I know that it happens very often, kind of weird, kind of strange, but it definitely happens. But here's the first way that that people obviously ask for referral, they're talking to their, their client, Bob or Betty or Susan or whoever their client is, and they say, you know, I really appreciate having you as a client. Um, I really feel that we're a, a good fit for uh, an organization of your size and your niche and so forth. You know, I, I just wanted to find out, you know, because you're smart, you're wise, you've been in the business a while. Do you know of any other businesses 
that you feel are a good fit for me and my agency that you would be willing to refer me into? That obviously is ask number one. Ask them, who do they know that they could refer you into? Now, again, this can be both really good and it can also blow up in your face. I know of um, one agent who got a referral like that, um, a little bit similar, maybe like um, in one of the other ways in which we're going to talk about, but a referral client ended up being the biggest client he's ever had. So it can work really, really well if you do it that way. The problem is that what you usually are doing is you're catching that person off guard, and so they're not normally thinking about it. They haven't been thinking about, oh, who can I refer my insurance agent to? And so when we just come off and actually just say, who can you think of, unless they've really got somebody on the top of their mind that they know, like, yeah, I was just talking with Bob, and he's really upset with his insurance agent and workers' compensation. You should give him a call. Unless they have somebody like that, they're usually not thinking about it yet. So we have to take that into consideration, okay? But that's normally the first way that you're going to do it. Do it. The second way that I actually feel is probably like a little bit better is to have some prospects already prepared based upon a couple of different factors. One, it might be based upon the micro niche industry that they're in. Certainly this works well if they're non-competitive. Um, or you've got other business owners that are in their geographic territory that are kind of pre-qualified based upon the size and the industries that you feel would be acceptable to you. Okay. So let me give you an example. If I was talking to a client that was a social services account, then I would probably put together an Excel spreadsheet, if you will, of 50 different businesses, one side of a piece of paper, whatever it is. If 30 businesses, 40, 50, it's just one side of a piece of paper. And it basically has the name of the business, maybe the main owner, a telephone number, an email, and that's about it. Um, I would put other businesses or rather other organizations that are social services because they're not competitive with one another. If I was talking to a contractor, for example, uh, maybe I would do other contractors, but what I would probably do is just do a lot of business owners that are in their city because business owners tend to know other business owners. And that's where I would probably go with this. So I would put together a list of other business owners in their geographic territory that they're probably likely to know. Then when I'm sitting down with them, I might say something like, you know, Bob, I really appreciate having you as a client and you know, I feel we're a really good fit. Um, I, I, I trust you. I'm hoping you can trust me and my team going forward. And so I am looking for other businesses and business owners that are as astute as you and have a business savvy like you do. And so I've actually you know, put together a list of about 50 different businesses that are here in your city. And I want to know if you know of any of these business owners and if you'd be willing to refer me in. And so then I would hand my list of 50 different business owners to Bob and I would say, here's a yellow highlighter. Would you mind just like, like highlighting any of those that you know of that are pretty good business owners? And then I would let him do that. Highlight those. As he goes through 50, he probably will know something like five to 10 of them. He'll highlight them and he'll give you back the sheet. Great. This is, this is awesome. Would you mind if I contact these guys and just you know, let them know that, hey, I know you? Would that be okay? Most of the time, if you're even willing to offer, ask for a referral, they're probably going to be okay with that, which is great. I want to be able to use their name. I want to be able to you know, use their face, if at all possible, when I'm making that call uh, to the prospect. 
If they say that, then I might say something like this. You know, out of the seven that you highlighted here, are there, are there, is there one on this list that you kind of know pretty well that maybe you would be even willing to either call or send an email to them on my behalf? That is a strong ask. And if you feel comfortable with your relationship with your client or with your center of influence, that is a, a very strong approach to take and very good because the referral is going to be significantly better if it's coming directly from your prospect, your client or your center of influence. I wouldn't ask them to do it to like four different businesses or all seven in that example. I would ask them, which one of these do you think you kind of know the best and you know maybe would be a really good fit? Or like, are any of these on here that you know just like they've had a problem with insurance and they'd be willing to talk? I would probably just ask them that. Would they be willing to send that email? Now, again, that other agent that I mentioned who had his biggest client came from referral, um, he did a similar strategy like this. I actually don't even think he asked the business owner to make the call, but the business owner trusted in him, the agent, so much that he said, you know what, I absolutely know of somebody, I'm gonna call them right now. They were sitting in their office, the client picks up the telephone, calls this lady who owns this other business and says, look, I'm sitting down right now with my insurance agent. His name is blank. He's done a very good job for me. I know that you've been dealing with insurance. You need to meet with him. What's going to be a good time for him to stop by? And he actually set up the appointment for the agent while the agent's sitting there in his office. So the agent then meets with that prospect, ends up getting the broker of record letter and writes a very, very large account, well over six figures of annual um, commission coming into the agency. Very, very good account. So that can definitely happen if you are gutsy enough to ask your client to do what you want them to do. Okay. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. I would tell you that that is a very, very strong approach. Now, here's a beautiful thing. Let's say you do that same approach on those Excel spreadsheets um, with the, you know, the 50 that are on there, and you meet with each of your clients. Maybe you've got like 30 clients. You meet with 30 clients. Then you meet with maybe like 10 centers of influence. You meet with 40 different people. And you're going through the same process, and you're showing them like the same 50 or maybe 100 different prospects. And they're all going through, and they're highlighting. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of multiple highlighted accounts where you might have, say, three clients that know this particular business owner. I would use that when I was calling that prospect and say, hey, you know, I was talking to three of my clients, Bob at ABC Plumbing, you know, Sharon at um, Furniture, you know, USA, and, um, you know, Ricky Bobby over here at the local race car set. And they say they all know you, and I wanted to get in contact with you because they're my clients. I'm doing a great job for them in the insurance. I feel we can do something very good for you as well. Look, when you when you work with each of your clients, and your centers of influence, and you're going through the list of these potential prospects, and they're highlighting them, you need to utilize that information because you're going to have multiples. 
Okay, you're going to have multiples. And that becomes very, very strong information to use when you're prospecting. Use it when you're making the phone call. You can also send it to them by an email. And then I would also ask your clients, for those in which they highlighted, I would say, you know, here's kind of a big ask. You know, let me know if you're not comfortable with this. I totally understand. Would it be okay if I sent an email to this, this person, this prospect, and could I CC you on the email? That way they know that I'm kind of at least legitimate and I'm not just making this stuff up. Would that be okay? I would do that. I would ask for that. And if they say yes, man, you've got something powerful because you now, now when you are emailing them, you can actually put that client's name in the, the email headline. And then also like at the beginning of the email, say, hey, I'm CCing you know, Bob over at Landscape Pro. He's my client. Um, Bob mentioned that he knew you and felt that I would be a really good fit for you know to have a conversation with you about insurance. I'd like to come and meet with you on Tuesday if that's okay. Whatever. Whatever you put together in your script. Use that information wisely, sparingly, but wisely, and I think that you're going to have some very, very good results. In fact, if you do this regularly, even with those who don't do business with you, you're you doing with your current clients, you're doing it with centers of influence, you could probably have a significant number of prospects to begin working on because you can do it via micro niche and you can do it based upon the geographic territory where the accounts are located. So if you've got, say, 30 different clients and they're located in different cities, then maybe you could put together different Excel lists for different prospects that you are researching and highlighting as potentially good prospects to go after in those geographic territories. That way, when you're meeting with each of these clients, they're going to have likely different lists. And so you're going to have a multitude of many prospects that are being highlighted by your various clients all around. You're going to have a lot of people that you could utilize as referral prospects going forward. It really is a significantly strong way in which to prospect. If you are not utilizing or using COIs or clients for referrals, you're really missing the mark. You really are missing the mark. And with that said, then I want to then, you know, encourage you, push you to figure out a referral process for prospecting now. I mean, think about it, even as an agency, how many current clients does your agency have? How many potential COIs does your agency have? Likely hundreds, if not thousands. If you do a referral approach wisely, your people may never have to make a cold call again. And you could always work referred leads rather than cold leads. Obviously, referrals one of the best ways in which to prospect. They tend to be the best efficiency in regards to time. Most of them can end up being broker of record letters so you don't have to go through a quoting process. In fact, I would tell you that usually you shouldn't go through a quoting process if you're being referred in, right? Works very, very well. So with that said, you probably know that. You probably say, Charles, you're preaching to the choir on this one and I get it. Well, you know, what, what's best when you, when you hear a sermon is you got to start applying it. So apply what you just learned about referrals and thank me later. Now, the last thing here that I want to start talking about is these COIs, these centers of influence. You already know who your clients are. And I would tell you that you would also be missing the mark with regards to potentially only utilizing 
a referral partner who is just one person at your client. In other words, you're probably going to do this with the main owner, the CEO, but why not also do it with the CFO? Why not also take the CFO out to lunch or have a message, uh, have a meeting with the CEO? Or how about the HR person? What, you don't think HR people have their own association, that they know other HR professionals out there? You think CFOs aren't familiar with other businesses and business owners and that they don't have a lot of uh, relationships that are out there? They absolutely do. And so you don't have to do this only with your main point of connection at your clients, you can do it with others as well. And so uh, literally, I'm just telling you that you probably don't have to ever prospect another way if you really go all in on referrals. You really could have a tremendous prospecting approach if you did it that way. If you're an agency owner, it would be in your agency's best interest to come up with a very systematic referral approach for prospecting. If you don't do it, I think it's lazy. I think there's no reason not to. It's just a matter of picking one approach and then start it. Get that thing going. Don't worry about setting up a second approach until the first approach has been instituted and things are humming, right? So do that with your current clients. And then I would encourage you also with your centers of influence. There are lots of centers of influence that are around there. You can find them while you are at the soccer game for your kids. I was just listening to a podcast from one co-owner. It's a husband and wife team. Uh, she mentioned that one of the biggest clients she ever received um, that she ever um, got was at a, I think, a baseball game for her nephew, I think, for like for little kids. And she was just there talking to somebody. They had like a book, and she's like, hey, what book are you reading? You're talking about it. And ended up being like this huge account that she got just because she started chatting somebody up at a local baseball game. Look, there's a lot of those things that you could do. It really requires that you be mindful of your surroundings. Um Asterisks next to this, that's probably one of my major weaknesses. It literally is one of my major weaknesses. I have a hard time with compartmentalizing my business from my life. I'm just like, I'm doing my business from eight to five. You know, I'm just kind of doing it here. And then when I'm out at the grocery store, I'm not thinking about it. I, I personally need to do a better job at that. I need to kind of create maybe one focus for my referral network and like go for it and just only focus on like increasing that. And then once that's humming, I can probably do something else, but I really need to focus on doing a little bit more with referral type of network. I really don't even do it for the most part with a lot of my agency clients. I have done it. I probably need to do it more, but it's just one of those things that if you're not thinking about it, you don't do it, right? I, I can venture to tell you that the vast majority of my coaching clients for insurance agents, when I start talking to them about the ways in which they prospect, very rarely do they ever say referrals. Referrals is a great way in which I prospect. Um, I certainly don't hear it from, say, new and kind of like middle career agents. I, I eventually or occasionally hear it from producers that have a large book of business that are, you know, just they're kind of coasting. They're really not prospecting too much anymore. But most don't even really have a very systemized approach. They're kind of chicken business, kind of winging it, really aren't that good at referral business. So it would be in your best interest to do it. With regards to your centers of influence, there's so many out there. Again, people at the soccer game, the baseball game, people at your church, whatever. However, I want to take it a little bit more kind of a sort of a systemized professional way. When you think about businesses, 
who usually is the most trusted advisor for a business owner? Normally, it's going to be probably like a CPA or their accountant, maybe then also a lawyer. I would love to think that insurance agents tend to be, you know, a one of the most trusted business advisors out there, but usually we're compartmentalized. I guess where I'm going with this is that I would try and find other centers of influence in areas in which your micro niche tends to um, spend some time with. That is accountants, CEOs, maybe lenders, certainly lenders if you're doing anything real estate, right? If they're constantly like trying to buy and sell and so forth, I would definitely start reaching out to them from that perspective. But just find lots of trusted people out there, bookkeepers, accountants, lawyers, other people that are trusted, they are very, very influential. In fact, you know, accountants, they're, they're very much into um, the financials. Uh, they are very much going to be trusted. They know the ins and outs, and they can almost tell you what their clients are paying for insurance because it's usually going to be itemized. So they have a pretty good feel for uh, what is really the insurance expense, and they have lots of clients. So I would tell you that you might want to spend a lot of time just prospecting CPAs, maybe not only to write their insurance, but also to begin utilizing them as a uh, referral network partner. Okay? So anyway, let's just get back down to the the brass tacks here, and then we're going to start to close. You know as well as I do that referral business is good business. You know as well as I do that it's likely, even though you know that, you haven't been doing that. It's also likely that you haven't really ever had a systemized approach to to prospecting with referrals. Your agency likely does not have any kind of approach to ask for referrals. What I'm really trying to highlight here is that we are very, 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 very deficient at this amazing way in which to prospect. But it really shouldn't be that difficult to get better at it. We just have to do it. So with that said, I encourage you, start looking into getting better at doing referral prospecting and then thank me later. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents just like you how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. If you're interested in knowing more, go to permissiongroup.com. Y'all have a wonderful day.